That's the fair enough turkey day parlay. She's gonna fucking smack. You know, toss a five or a ten on it, and let's uh, let's buy a nice dinner next week. All right, episode ninety four of the Fair Enough podcast. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody! A uh, little Thanksgiving edition of the pod coming out on a Wednesday. Um, hopefully, everybody's traveling. Go see some family. Get some fucking much needed time off and uh we're gonna hit you with a little bit of a little bit of sports today put together a nice little thursday thanksgiving parlay have something to ride as a unit uh while we're eating some turkey and then uh we'll ride off into the sunset how the boys doing bob in detroit jack in detroit mike in chicago soon to be in sag nasty how are we doing doing all right doing all right Beautiful. What's the uh, what's the episode number? Ninety four. Ninety four. Who's ninety four? I think Corey Perry's ninety four nowadays. What? No way. Is I he for the Hawks? Yeah. Who else is ninety four? There's got to be a better ninety four out there. Yeah. Um. The end. There's got to be a good ninety four. Yeah. Let's just. I don't. I don't know. Corey Perry ninety four. Blackhawks. He is? Yeah. What a hillbilly. All right. Anyways. Um, how you doing today, bud? I'm good. Oh, nice. Cameron Jordan and DeMarcus oh. Ware. DeMarcus oh, that, Ware. That's a big that's one. A, yeah. That's a name. That's a big Dude, one. And you know very funny? fitting for Thanksgiving episode, too. DeMarcus no Ware. Shit. Shout out to that's, the, the Cowboys. It, it's funny that we bring up DeMarcus Ware because the other day I saw, I think it was yesterday, I saw the nastiest move that I think should be implemented more by DNs. He did a fake spin. So he came up, <laughs> jabbed out to spin in, and then just stopped his spin, went back, and just ran right by the fucking tackle. It was disgusting. Damn. I was, I was like, that's such a smart move, especially one-on-one. That guy's going to be in a blender. I was like, dude, fucking somebody's That is a clean move. Yeah, it was pretty. That seems like a move that, like, I don't know. I feel like Von Miller, like guys like that, finesse kind of yeah. the old heads in the league should be yeah. using that every week. For real, for sure. Fucking yeah, that's DeMarcus sick. Ware. Shout out to Demarcus Ware, the Demarcus Ware Corey Perry episode. CB. Um, do you want to talk about the Lions Bears game or no? I mean, if you want to go for it, I don't. You know, I don't really have much to say. Um, I have a question for you. Go for it, bud. And I know that, the, I mean, this was commandment number one. Uh, this is a week-to-week league, but thoughts, feelings on where Justin Fields is at right now? I mean, is this is are we in a holding pattern, or are we still shipping this guy down the river? I don't know, man. I, the thing is, it's like, the, so, I mean, I've said this time and time again on here, and if anyone that watches and listens knows this is, like, the thing with him is, He's had, I mean, he did it with the Lions last year, too, in the one game uh, in Soldier Field. Like, he's had probably, like, 10 games in his career so far where he's either had the ball with a lead and just needs a first down or to make a play, or the game is tied, or they're down two points and a field goal Mm -hmm. wins it. And not one of those games has he been the guy to either ice the game away fucking score the big touchdown and or get yourself the team in a field goal range or you know vice you know whatever if you're losing to he's never 
Not once. I, I'm telling you, you can go back and look at all 30 of his starts or whatever the fuck he has now. And I swear not one time in one score games has he been the guy to make the play to win the game ever. It's either he fucks off and then the defense has to hold it or shut it down, which they usually don't do, or we lose the game, which happened against the Broncos. He, we're up a shitload. He fumbles the ball. They get a fumble six, 28-28, and then he can't make a play on his next drive. The Broncos get the ball back, drive down, kick a field goal, win the game. And then obviously, yes, it's every single week that he has a chance to ice games. He plays a phenomenal game, all game, manages the ball. Our only turnover was the fucking um, was the fucking fumble. And then, you know, obviously the safety at the end, whatever. But it's like every fucking time he's got a chance to, like, really solidify a game and make a statement against a really good fucking Lions team or something like that. Every time. And it's like he doesn't yeah. have the clutch gene. It's like his gameplay is very good right now. The la- His last four games has been – Nothing short of just decent as fuck and or better. Mm-hmm. But when you can't finish a game, especially on a mediocre team trying to get better, like how is how is your how is your team and your GM and your coach supposed to trust you and your fans supposed to trust you when you can't finish a game if you fucking try? And that's right. where I'm at with it. It's the same shit fucking new week every single time Justin Fields has the ball late in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And that makes sense, and I understand the frustration. It was really unfortunate, too, the way that the game ended for the Bears just because the Lions hadn't really – the Lions had pressure all game, but they hadn't gotten home, really. And then somehow, last play of the game, and everybody everybody in Detroit is wondering, like, where the fuck has Hutch been these last few games? Guy gets a lot of pressures, but he hasn't been getting home. And then, sure enough, last play of the game, somehow he absolutely burns the right tackle, like – almost untouched and who then played fucking a good game too who played a great yeah who played a good game that's what i mean the, and, and the thing is, though, somehow that first play and then it's it, it the game's it, over it, immediately it's not even about the 29 seconds though it's about the fucking f- up 12 with three and a half minutes left Dude, yes you get that's what it's down. about the, yeah it's not about the 29 seconds like you're asking your percentages are so low to score anything on that let alone to win the game it's mm-hmm. the, the it's the down it's the up twelve with twenty nine seconds or out with three minutes three and a half minutes and you can't fucking figure it out like the play calling isn't there but also it's like you you go into the shell offense and you run down the right up the gut twice and then you have a third and eight and he either can't make a throw or he fucking gets sacked or he throws a fucking pick or he fumbles the ball. Like, the only, like, hard-fought, like, one of the hardest-fought first downs that the Bears had was because DJ Moore fucking muscled his way for a first down on a third and long. Other than that, mm-hmm. it's like, I didn't watch the whole game. I watched, like, red zone and flipping back and forth. Right. But like, I don't know. He made some good plays, good throws, good runs. But once again, fourth quarter, he's just bad, dude. He has no finish. He's all Swedish. Yeah. It was frustrating because, yeah, I, I see it. I mean, it's. It's tough to say against the Lions because the Lions are so bad against running quarterbacks. But I mean, the way that that guy runs, like he could he could run on anybody. Yeah. And if if he sure. can, I was talking to you about this last night, dude. Like he just had he had three or four throws that should have been big connections, kind of in that twenty twenty to thirty five yard range where it was like, okay, this this was a dot. Like we know he can make these throws. He has a giant arm. He just doesn't mm. quite have that touch on the ball yet where he's kind of dropping it in there, you know? 
I mean, and when does that come? You know, I mean that that throw. To I, and DJ that's Moore what I don't know. Touchdown. Yeah, the, the the touchdown to DJ Moore was perfect. That was a great I mean, ball. It's like, dude, yeah. where? Why can't yeah. you do that even half the time? And I know it does. It doesn't help when like you're throwing, you know, your secondary options like Darnell Mooney and like whoever yeah. number thirteen is and shit like that. It doesn't help, <laughs> but also like, uh, you know, put the ball on a guy. You know, let him make it. Let him have a chance at it, but. I don't know. Right. I, it gets me frustrated because it's like at the end of the day, I don't care because it's like you'd rather lose. But like I want Fields to be the guy. I don't want to have to reset with the quarterback because then we can use those two picks so much better. You know, you take Marvin Harris way better and then you have like the fourth pick or whatever. And it's like you could take Marv and fucking the best alignment or you can trade it back right. and get and get picks and it's like i don't know like at this point my brother which is weird and i hate this he's like oh he's like take marvin harrison early if you have if we have one and two he goes take take marvin harrison two, trade the one pick back for someone that needs a quarterback and he's like take jj mccarthy at like 10 i was like are you fucking oh, me? God. <laughs> yeah. i was like dude i'll never be a bears fan again like i i, I not that i hate <laughs> on michigan but like i watch enough michigan games to know that that guy is going to be an Alex Smith at best. And yep. he might win you some games, but come on, dude. Yep. He's not. So. Yeah, I, don't, I don't see. He's got, he's got the mentality. Like he loves football oh, yeah. and Killer. he, yeah. he's got that, but uh, the talent is not, I mean, yeah, it's not, the, it's not quite there, but yeah, that was a, it was a weird game. I mean, Jared Goff played his worst game of the year. I'm glad that he played this worst game of the year against the bears. Um, and not in some big important get like if he plays the worst game of the year against the Vikings week 15 we're probably all fucking jumping off a bridge in Detroit but to get that one out of the way early I mean the guy literally was seeing ghosts out there 100% yeah. seeing ghosts like he was throwing it to people that were not even you know like he just didn't see linebackers which is crazy but that's a game that the same old Lions lose every single time they lose that game. So for them to win that game, we're turning the page a little bit, um, and we'll get into it. But the pack coming to town on Thursday—that's it's. I think it's going to be a rough game for the pack on Thursday. I'll just say that before, but we'll get into it a little bit more when we're making our parlay. But I want to play a game with you here. Let's do. A little bit of NFL bubble playoff teams because a lot of weird shit kind of happened over the last couple weeks, and I want to talk some in or out guys with you. So you're gonna tell me in or out on these teams playoff wise. Let's start with the AFC. Like what do I what do I think or what do I what do you like, what do you do, think? Do I think they're gonna make the playoffs? Exactly. That's what. Okay. All right. Let's start with the AFC. Let's start with an interesting one because. They just lost their quarterback for the year, but they won this week in a low-scoring affair against a fraudulent team, the Cleveland Browns. Obviously lost Watson. Still sitting there at, uh, what are they at? They're at fucking 7-3, and three, dude. They're still at 7-3 mm-hmm. and three and don't have Watson, obviously. Probably, is it crazy to say the best defense in football? I mean... Uh, it's at least top three. Yeah, I don't think it's crazy to say that at all. I mean, it's definitely been the most consistent, I think. I, it just kind of feels I mean, like top to bottom. They Obviously, they have 
Denzel Ward and guys in the back end and then part <laughs> add yeah, Miles Garrett to that. It, yeah. <laughs> so you got he a counts problem. for like it's... four players. <laughs> exactly. He's so he's so good, dude. It's unbelievable. He's so how good. good. He is. He's so um, good. What'd you think I'm of like... his interview, Dick Out? Do you think oh, he did that what? on purpose? Oh, what? He went interview Dick Out? Dude, he had an interview last week. Shirt off, gray sweatpants on. And you saw his dick out? Dude, Anaconda right in your face. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. And it kind of, I mean, he's not the kind of guy that would do that on purpose, but it kind of feels like it was on purpose. I think you're going to shit your pants when you see this. I mean, I don't want to play the video. So, whatever. I'll look into it. That's fine. I mean, good for him. Well, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dick dick all the way out. Jesus fucking (laughs) Christ, dude. Yeah, dude. I told you. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. I mean. That's just him making a case for MVP. Yeah, I don't think he cares. Sometimes you got to go dick out. And when you're well endowed like that, you could just do whatever you want, you know? Just kind of is what it is. Yeah. Dick, um, so you know why I think Cleveland does make playoffs? Their division is booty cheeks. I mean, not division. Their schedule is booty cheeks going forward. Is it? So we got to finish up the year. We got <clears throat> the Broncos who are playing well, but I think against a good defense like them, it's going to be a weird mm-hmm. game. Denver's yep. actually favored. Then you got the Rams. Who are bad. Yep. You got the Jags who are good. They'll probably lose that game. You got the Bears, Texans, Jets, Bengals. You know, Texans Texans, and the Jags, but Bengals. You know, you got the Jets who suck, the Bengals without Burrow, who knows? And then I mean, you you think that in theory they have five more wins sitting in front of them. Mm -hmm. To go twelve and five. So it's like even if they go eleven and six. You still get in with that record. Shit, if you go ten and seven, you probably still get in. And they got five winnable, like super winnable games left to play. And even and that's the thing, is like the way that their defense plays, they could try to win all these games thirteen to ten if they want. No, absolutely. That's and how I mean, they not, have to win. They I was, don't have a choice. Just, yeah, say not try. Like that's what they're going to have to do. Um Yeah. But you never know. Maybe maybe so obviously the Flacco signing isn't really like crazy news, but like Mm-hmm. To help DTR like become a good quarterback, because like think about there is no sure. veteran leadership for a court, the quarterback room, and even with Watson, where it's no. like even if Flacco doesn't come in and play, him being there on the practice squad and shit, I think can really do wonders um, for this kid's confidence. And like you saw him crying, I don't know if you saw like DTR was crying on the side sideline, like this like no, side relief, like he was like just like hunched over like this and everyone's come up to him like congratulating him he just like broke down it's like you know a kid who played really well in college and kind of didn't think he's ever gonna have a chance it's like now all of a sudden he's thrown into this role um you know you never know like you give you give a guy a little bit of confidence dude like he can run so a kid started for four years at ucla too kids played a lot of ball like a lot of ball and pretty high level ball too. Like he was oh, good, yeah. you know. So, oh yeah. I mean, growing pains are gonna happen, but if if your defense can hang in there for another five six weeks, and then you're just jumping in, it's like you never know, man. Um, 
Yeah, Joe it Flacco is, being there is is massive. Oh no, for sure. I can't <laughs> wait to Flacco. see what Savi says, dude. <laughs> All right, next up, let's go. Uh, let's go down to Texas. Houston Texans. Houston Texans on a fucking roll right now at six and four. Boned me this week though. How do you get? Thir- how do you score thirty one points in the first half and you don't hit the over of forty seven? Pricks. Damn, that's crazy. Bone to pick. I hope they don't make the playoffs, but I digress. Um. So, how many it's teams? Stroud, keep it up. How many teams make the playoffs? Uh, seven now because the one seed gets the bye, and then the other six play each other in each conference. So as of right now, we got – I'll give you the AFC playoff teams. As of right now, as the way it sits, Kansas City, Baltimore, Jacksonville, Miami, Cleveland, Houston, uh, Pittsburgh are the top seven. So I think that – I think that they hang on. I do think that they make it, yes. Do they win the division? No. Beat Jacksonville. I don't think so. Okay, so they I sneak think that in. They are the, one of those. I think they are the seventh seed. I, that's where I think they end up. Mm. That would be interesting. That would be interesting, especially if you know. Imagine Jacksonville sneaks up into that two seed division matchup, wild card game. Could be a chance for the Texans to make a little bit of noise. A team yeah. that they know. You know, yeah, no, way definitely. different than, way different than playing a Baltimore team, where or you're like, KC oh, shit. or something. Yeah, exactly. Right. No, for sure. Right. I do think that they slip in though. I think they have, you know, I mean, as sad as it is to say, like they have a complete team right now. They have their quarterback. Yep. You know, all these teams, especially in the AFC right now, they just dudes are dropping like flies, and I don't know if Dude. some of these teams can hang on long enough just either getting lucky or using their defense as a crutch, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that that team, I think that they, they can make it. I think they hold on. They get the seven seed. And that's the thing about Houston is they it's kind of a middle of the road, you know, around that 20th ranked defense. I think they're 17. So if you're playing good enough offense, you can yeah. get by. I mean, especially in that division, man. You know, there's not a lot of strength anywhere in that division other than Jacksonville. I think they only got to play them one more time. So it's like. Yeah. And and for a strength like Jacksonville, not that strong compared to other teams. You yeah. Know? Not a gimme. It's not a gimme for Beatable. Jacksonville. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a team you can beat for sure. Yep. Uh, last one, AFC. Then we'll go to NFC. The. T- the most confusing team in the nfl the cowboys of the afc the buffalo bills yeah they get in the buffalo bills get in i think six and five right now losing games they shouldn't yeah but fucking cincinnati's losing players they shouldn't fucking as well as you know the jets losing players they shouldn't and fucking pittsburgh stinks they're the most fraudulent yeah. six and four team out there. Like yeah. I just don't know. I don't know who they don't get in over. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. Somebody's got to make it. You're saying, and these other teams. 
like can't can't keep winning down the stretch. But they think. do have a hard, well, dude, they have a hard ass schedule. Holy shit. So hard. Rattle Eagles, them off. Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers, Pats, Dolphins. Four out yeah. of six are against Super Bowl contending teams, literally. Yeah, that's tough, dude. Not playoff teams, Super Bowl contenders. Holy fuck, yep. that is tough. That's tough. So they might they might fucking get bounced, but I just don't know who's gonna do it. I don't know. I don't it's gonna be like the this is gonna be like a Pac twelve situation where come the end of the year there's gonna be like five teams fighting for one spot and they're all gonna keep beating each other. And eventually yep. Buffalo is going to just jump in somehow because none of them are going to be able to take the reins and really get in there. It's going to come down to some weird metric. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. I mean, unless Who's beat who like NFC teams, yeah. like, you know, like something weird like that. So that'll be an interesting yeah. one. Uh, yeah. There's a few other teams out there that I think could, you know, make things interesting. I think the Denver Broncos uh, make things interesting coming down the yeah. stretch here. Um, you know, that and the AFC South, like Indy, if the Indy keeps fucking around and winning games, you know, you never know. So and then this is the, the Las Vegas what? Raiders last one. No, I, mean, they're, they're, I don't. Maybe with old boy Pierce, but this is what I think right. is going to happen. I think this is pretty chalk, though. I think it'll be Casey one, Baltimore two, Jacksonville three, Miami four. And then you'll have Cleveland as the five seed. I'm switching my pick. Houston as the six seed. Buffalo as the seven seed. Because of how Damn. hard Buffalo is to fucking schedule. Yeah, that was that was obnoxious. Yep. Just because I don't think Pittsburgh's going to be able to do it. I think they'll fall off. And like you said, unless a Denver or an Indy really figures it the fuck out. Or the Jets if fucking Rodgers comes back, which he said he's supposed to come back by, like, Christmas, which is fucking insane. Yeah, that makes no sense to me. Like I said, I'd still like to see him do a box jump. Yeah, no shit. If he does a box jump, I'm sold. Get that guy out there. Uh, All right, let's move over to the NFC. We'll do uh, three teams in the NFC, too. All right. Uh, The team that I have come to hate the most in the NFL a team with a coach that chews his gum like it's the last piece of gum there might ever be on the planet. Let's talk about the Seattle Seahawks. They're kind of in a weird place now to drop the game they absolutely shouldn't have yesterday to the Rams. They had yeah. a million chances to win that game. The Rams were trying to give the game away. Cooper Cup dies. Like, how are you not? How are you not taking control of this football game? And they just somehow didn't. Yeah. Um, I. So the take NFC a look is, at that schedule, too. The <laughs> NFC is just so weak. Oh, Cowboys. Not, holy fuck. Yeah. Next three weeks are tough. Rattle yeah, those all in three. Niners, Seahawks, Niners, Niners, Cowboys, Niners, Eagles. <laughs> Next four weeks. Yee. You hate to see if you're I hate these division games that get sandwiched. They did the Lions have this with the Vi, they have Vikings, Cowboys, Vikings at the end of the year. It just makes for such a fucking tough stretch. I have to imagine coaches hate it too because like it seems like you just prep for this team. Now you don't even get a break before you're like, all right, we gotta scheme up something completely different to try to beat them if we lost or try to hold them off if we won. 
Especially when you're yeah. like the lesser of the team. Not that like they're that like not that the Niners are as big a juggernauts as I think we all thought they were. Like the Niners are one of the like uh, they're better than them. You know they're better than the Seahawks. Like it's just yeah is what it is. So it's like when you gotta like prep and it's like give everything you have to try and beat them. It's like the odds of you coming back and beating the Cowboys are slim. And then because you put all your dick on the line for those first two games, it's like now you gotta come back and play another. Uh, that's just tough fucking football right there. That's unfortunate. Yep. So thoughts? I mean, the NFC a lot weaker at the bottom than the AFC is a lot less yeah. teams. I would say like vying for these spots, you know, I yes. would think Seattle would get in, but what do you think? I do like only because of what you just said. Um, there's nobody in the, in the South that's even, there's nobody in the South that has a chance like for two teams to get in. Like it's guaranteed division right. winner and that's it, which that's that really it. helps everybody. Um, I mean, other than like, I don't know. Washington, I think, is really starting to show their true colors. Mm-hmm. And L.A., I just – they're just not there right now. They're not there. It just is what it is. I just don't know who – I mean, Green Bay maybe jumps up and, and takes the reins, but I don't know. They got to play the fucking Vikings and the Lions again, so I don't know. Right. Yeah, I, I just don't think – Who gets bounced? I, you know, like all the good teams that's are good. What I mean. That's the problem. It, that's what I mean. Like you're, we're looking at the top seven right now. It's Eagles, Lions, Niners, Saints at the top of the NFC South, uh, Dallas, Seattle, Minnesota. Those are the seven. And then after that, it's such a everybody else is under five hundred. It goes four and six Green Bay, four and six Rams, four and six Atlanta. Who's fu- I don't know how they have four wins. They're terrible. Uh, yeah. Then. Maybe the best team of the bunch is the Commanders, who just shit the bet against Danny DeVito. So it's like, what are we doing here? Like somebody's got to step up, and nobody's fucking stepping up. You know, it's it yeah. seems like it's someone's to take the reins. Like it's it's someone's fucking car to drive here, and nobody's getting behind the wheel for some reason. Yeah, I you know I even think that it's like that with Minnesota. It's like that with Seattle. So it's like I mean I could see one of these teams, Seattle or Minnesota, really just shit in the bed and fucking losing a bunch, and mm-hmm. then you know you get a lucky fucking Atlanta or Tampa Bay that somehow wins eight games and jumps in. But like I don't I don't know. I think a lot of these frisky teams that start off the year and you're like oh like Atlanta beat them and Tampa Bay beat them, and especially because like those guys beat each other in that South Division, which because it's so fucking bad. And then like L.A. kind of came out and was decent, and Safford got hurt and they sink. It's like okay, but now all these teams are coming back to life, and like the true dogs are, I feel like, are starting to, you know, assert their dominance and finish off games. Like even like the Lions, like beating the Bears, like like you losing to the Bears puts you in a category where you no longer know. But yep. you finish that game, you're losing, you should have lost that game, you come back, you win. Like, that's what good teams are doing. I feel like with the Niners um, and the and the Lions, they're really solidifying, like, the fact that they're good. And, and even the Cowboys, I fucking hate the Cowboys, but they're playing good ball. And granted, their they're, they're schedule is a little easy, I guess you can say, lately. But, mm. I mean, the Panthers, Giants... I mean, before the Eagles, they the Rams, Chargers. Like, they've had some easy games. They haven't beaten a good team yet, um, and they've lost to the Cardinals. But, like, yeah, they're playing 
high-level football. Uh, their offense is starting to click more. And, I mean, they're beating and the that fuck defense, out of these teams. That defense yeah. can, like, keep them in or win games. Yeah, exactly. They, I mean, that they, defense seems like it scores a touchdown every week. That fucking Deron Bland guy's got four by himself. He's got yeah, more touchdowns exactly. than Devontae Adams. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, the thing <laughs> is, <laughs> that is insane. The thing, like, the Cowboys, it's like six of their seven wins have been by 20 or more points. Yep. Like that that's impressive. They're beating the shit out of teams they're supposed to beat, but they haven't beaten a team that's good. Um yep. and then once again they've lost to the Cardinals, which obviously it looks hor- and they got their ass beat by yeah. the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, how does that happen? <laughs> but still the Joshua Romeo Dobbs, dude. What do you expect? That's you know? who it is, dude. Joshua but, Romeo Dobbs coming out here throwing it, and that's what happens I, to you. I honestly don't even know if we have to go through the rest of the NFC unless you're gonna pick like No, we don't. Because uh, it's just they're all the same, and I don't think there's they a team are. other than the Seahawks that is very fringe, and I don't know which team's going to step up and try to pass them. You know, I feel like it, two games might even be too much of a fucking a climb at this point for all these shitty NFC teams. Yep. The only teams that I would even say, you know, have a fighting chance are Green Bay, just because they still, um, you know, have somewhat of a semblance of a defense. And then the Rams, because they have Stafford, Puka Nakua, and these guys like to keep them in games, and yeah. Aaron Donald. Yeah. So, other than that, I, and those are that's like a prayer. Yeah. For either it, of those two teams, and like the Commanders, like shipped hot, like they shipped Sweat and fucking Chase. Where it's like, are you like kind of like giving up? Like they're four and six or whatever, four and five, and they're like, here, take my two best defensive players. Kind Which of is a, so weird to me. Yeah, kind of a weird situation over there. I don't get it. Shout out to the boy Sam Howell. Was leading the league and passing for a minute. I don't know if he still is after Sunday, but um I mean, the they they got like that offense is that offense is solid. If they yeah. I mean, I think the biggest problem for them is all the guys with the headsets and whistles. Those guys stink. Ron Rivera is horrible. Like they just <laughs> don't have anybody to lead this team at this point. So maybe they get uh, an overhaul in the front office now that that guy owns the team. Uh, and we can kind of start fresh. But, yeah, I think they got good pieces. All right. Let's jump into these games on Thursday, and let's try to put something together here. Because you and I were in the lab last night, and our what we put together was sound outside I mean, of fucking Javante Williams. I mean, everything that was close, man. Everything was close. It just, you know, the 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 chips definitely didn't fall. But I don't think we didn't. None of our bets were that. I mean, the Javante Williams thing was a little bit off. I mean, it was like fifteen yard or eighteen yards off. But like mm. the way the the flow of that game got real wonky in the middle. Got real, real wonky. It got real weird. Nobody was doing yeah. much. It was just kind of like a back and forth nothingness. And it was like horrible damn. game to watch. And that, yeah, that's a tough look for any player prop, you know. So, yep. Go ahead. All right, there, let's let's start with Pack and Lions. So, key factors in this game, obviously, Pack coming off a big win against Justin Herbert and company in Lambeau. Lions coming off a win um, where they played a horrible football game offensively, defense kind of even though the Bears scored a lot of points, defense kind of held a minute. Uh, 
uh do you is there any kind of prop that you're that's kind of standing out to you in this game um i mean so i don't know the line i'd have to actually look at the line line but lines minus seven and a half no no dickhead I, you're talking about like mm. a literal prop player or prop? like a game line no because like I, I mean so to me even though i'm on rod 77 yards and a touchdown like that was an off day for him i think he was still close to hitting his actual line which was like 79 or 78 and a half so he like just missed his real line but like to me that was like a a bad day at the office for him um we're on the same page here so i can see him i mean thanksgiving fucking i could see him popping the fuck off like i'm talking like go for 120 yards seven catches eight catches and like really go like hammer it um so whatever his line is as long as it's not like over 95 i would be very comfortable taking that um yep i like that and the thing that i was talking about earlier with goff played his worst game last week so Mm -hmm. i think he's gonna want to come out firing too and yeah. uh, the guy that um, that reaps the most benefits from that is number fourteen, the yeah. Sun God. For sure, so I like the, that. Do, do they have? Oh, they don't have any player props on DK yet. Not on DK yet. No. Damn. So we're gonna kind of have to put this together and then uh, finalize it. Yeah, conceptualize Wednesday. it and then yep. really put it into practice after the fact. So we'll go Amonra over his yards. Right now on Fandle, his line is at 79 and a half, which I think that's what it was. So if it stays within three of that, I'm extremely comfortable. Even more, honestly, after about like 84 and a half, I would be pretty comfy with. Yep. Thanksgiving Day. This feels like kind of an Amon Ra 100 yard type of game. He's the guy, like, he does not, like, that guy, honestly, like, I fuck the Lions. Honestly, I don't care about the Lions at all. I kind of don't, I dislike them actually more so than I am. That I'm indifferent. I, I'd rather hate on them than be like, meh, it's the Lions. But I like to mm. see you guys be happy. Um, and it's good to finally, you know, see you guys win a little bit because it's been a while. Um, but that guy, he it's hard to not love him. As a fantasy owner, as a gambler, as a football fan, guy goes out there, busts dick every game, puts a team on his back, Greg Jennings, Darren Shopper, hottest Darren hit in safety Shopper. in the league. Don't matter. The guy plays ball and he knows ball and he and I think this he might go off for two hundred now that I'm thinking about it. Like I'm I'm thinking too much, but he's gonna go bananas on Thursday. He's that guy. Yep. He's him for sure. Well, you always said it too. Even I think it was like the first year that Dan Campbell got here. And when we got Sun God, mm. you were the first one that was like this team runs through him. Goes through like, it. Yeah, hundred percent. Keep Amonra on the field. Like keep him yep. at whatever cost. Like this is gonna yep. be your fucking guy. And you call 100%. it. And he's he's been nothing outside of a top ten receiver ever yeah. since he's touched the field. I like, mean, he's damn, just he's good. Without a little bit of injuries, he's all pro. I mean, in my eyes, yep. he's he's first team all pro. I mean, Tyreek 
and then him. <laughs> like seriously. he's never he's never not gonna catch the ball when you need him to catch the ball. He's always gonna run the right route. Like he just does everything right. And when you see all the media stuff on him, he knows every player that's drafted before him. You listen yeah. to his podcast. Evan said it the other day in our group chat. The guy's super fucking arrogant. And you know, do I want to get a beer with him on Raw? Probably not. Yeah. Do I want him on Raw on my football team? I don't want him on anybody else's team. Yeah. That exactly. would suck. <laughs> you know, million percent. He's kind of like a Ryan Reeves. You you yeah. want him on your team. You don't want to see him on somebody else's team. I I think the line or the play on that then like I, not to I don't you don't gotta like put a but if you were to put a game line I wouldn't play the spread just because you never know. Um. Unless you bought a couple points, but I think just money line for the Lions and Amon Ross St. Brown over his receiving line, to me, it seems as safe as any bet I've ever played. Yeah. Well, let's do, we'll do a leg, we'll do a three-legger and we'll do a leg for each game on Thursday. So we'll do Amon Ra over 79 and a half. Let's dip into this second game. The 430 game is Dallas Cowboys, Washington Commanders. Who do we think for this you know, I have to see the line. Let me get back on a FanDuel and see what they got. So, I you don't, I mean, 10 and a half, once again, the Cowboys have beaten, have won six of their seven games by 20-plus points. So, a double-digit spread really doesn't scare me. Um, and with the way the Commanders just played against the Giants, and Danny DeVito just threw all over them. And the way that Dak and CD are clicking right now. And with the with the soft defense that the, the commanders are putting out there right now. I, I feel like the 10.5 is the play. Um, I know double digit, like division fucking, like that's tough. I but... know. And doesn't it worry you that the the commanders played so bad last week that this has to be some sort of a bounce back game for them. Like this is fucking nuts on the table. You have to at least show up. So I see, I just don't get where and how like your defense can't get any better because there's no one there to get better, to be better with. They don't have the guys that they need to put the pressure on Dak. And like, also you're playing against, I mean, dude, the giants had a defensive touchdown the other day. Like, Mm -hmm. Sam Howell is getting fucked on in the fucking backfield every goddamn oh, big time. I, I don't know if you see like any bit of most sacked quarterback in football. That's what outside I'm saying. Of, and, I think it's him and Bryce Young are like yeah. one two. And it's like, oh, guess who's on the other side of that line? Is the mate arguably the best player in the NFL? Top four, at least top yeah. four defensively for sure. Um, in Micah Parsons and that whole D line is nasty. Uh, I just. Don't think this is a bounce back. Fucking Cowboys on Thanksgiving in the fucking Thanksgiving uniforms. Um, yep. What I would do player prop wise, though, I wouldn't touch anybody on the Cowboys. Maybe a CD line, depending on what he's got. But I would think Brian Robinson's receiving line mm. and or rushing and receiving line. I'd like because he gets fed in the, in the past game, man. He does. I just don't know what it is. They he does get fed player. in the pass game. They don't have the player. I was going to say, too, CD is, CD is just a little volatile yeah, as far I mean, as, you know, what he's what he's been doing uh, week to week. But, mm-hmm. 
yeah, you want to talk about Brian Robinson. I mean, last two weeks in the receiving game, guys got six targets, seven targets, uh, a buck 20 and 60 yards. So, I mean, yeah, ex- okay, yeah, I didn't even know they were that good either. Like, yeah, I thought I knew last it was couple decent, weeks, guy but... has been literally a receiver out there, yeah. I mean, his I, honestly, like, I wonder what like his receiving plus rushing is probably going to be like 85, 90, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe like 85, like. Something along those lines. He's gone over 100 yards total offense fucking in the last two weeks. I don't know. Let's do a little flex for for game two. You can either do uh, Cowboys cover that 10.5 number Mm -hmm. or uh, Brian Robinson receiving. Like, I really don't love taking the double-digit spread, but, like, dude, like, this year – so they even said, I was watching Sports Advisors the other day, um, and Stu Finer was like, you never take double-digit favorites in the NFL. And he goes, Ex-, and he's and he, they're like, yeah. And he goes, well, except this year. Actually, double-digit favorites are really good this year. And it's like, dude, like, because the NFL is becoming the NBA. It's like the National Blowout Association. Like, motherfuckers mm-hmm. just get blown out. I mean, I don't know. So I could see both yeah. of those. I, I, so I, I like them both. I like anything Brian Robinson related and – I like the Cowboys minus seven and a half. And I agree. It's really just a battle of do you think that Washington can bounce back or do you think that the fact that the Cowboys beat up on bad teams holds true? And I would agree. Yeah. I think that's kind of the more the way that I lean rather mm-hmm. than how do you piece together, like you said, a Washington bounce back. I don't know how you do it. I yeah, I don't I see it on paper. So. Yeah, that's yeah. the problem. So I think it's more so Cowboys beat bad teams. Mm-hmm. All right. Last game, the 8-20 game uh, on Thursday night is Niners traveling to Seattle in division game to play the Seahawks. Uh, Spread is Niners minus seven on the road. Mm. Seattle home dogs in a game where, I mean, a team that actually can bounce back. Yes, yeah, can come back, can bounce back. Um, looking at the numbies right now, I feel like my heart. I am betting with your heart. That's the stupidest thing in the fucking planet. Don't ever do that, kids. Um, everything is yelling, telling you to take the under in this game, and that's why I think. That's why I would take the over in this game. Um. And then for a player prop, I mean, Old Faithful. I would actually t- check this the fuck out. Talk about getting ballsy if you want to get goofy on the other side. You take a two-leg parlay, Kenny Walker, and fucking Christian McCaffrey to score a touchdown. But that's not what I would play in our parlay. <laughs> um, right. But Kenny Walker's the- dead. Zach Charbonnet. Oh, he's dead. Yeah. I- oh, then no, yep. don't do that anymore. I forgot about that. Fuck. Um, I would do... McCaffrey's receiving plus rushing. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. automatic. But I mm-hmm. like the over in this game. I don't know why. I feel like the Seahawks have to fucking really play their balls off to win this game. The 49ers have just dropped fucking 30 plus or 27 and 34 um the last yeah. two weeks. And um Seahawks you know, coming off a game where the offense kind of sputtered. Exactly. Bounce back game for the offense. I mean, unless unless it comes out that Geno is banged the fuck up still. I mm-hmm. like the over in this game. Um, just because, like I said, if you really look at the numbers, like it's screaming to take the under. 
Um, majority of these teams' games have gone under the the line, which is I think forty two and a half or some shit. Um, the only other thing that I would consider here, forty three player prop wise, what's that? Would be uh, Debo, Debo rushing and receiving. Brock Purdy and the Niners' offense is so much better when Debo's out there for He's whatever playing, reason. Yeah, no, it definitely is. So. Uh, and I think the offense kind of moves through him. And, you know, when they're not on the ground with McCaffrey, it's moving through him. And then George Kittle kind of has a game every other well, week. You so, have no idea when that guy's going to well, pop they off. Say so. When, so it's actually crazy if you look at the splits. When Purdy has all four of them, McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk, and George Kittle, Brock Purdy's mm-hmm. like the best quarterback in the league, literally. Right. You take one <laughs> yeah. of them out, and all of a sudden Brock Purdy's back at Iowa State. And you're like, <laughs> it's wild. It is wild. It's it's so Makes crazy. Makes no sense. And Kittle, when Kittle has, when all three of those guys are there, Kittle tends to really take the back burner and, and really doesn't pop off ever. So, I mean, if you're ever going to take an under, it's Kittle, um, which we don't take unders here. But no. unless it's a game, I'm not taking player prop unders, so I'd rather just not make the fucking bet. <laughs> um, right. But. Yeah, dude. I mean, I I don't hate that. I, if they all four of them play, I kind of like even Ayuk, bro. Ayuk's catches and receiving yards. I mean, he's he's fucking Purdy's favorite target. Um, yeah. But there's more. I think there's just more plays designed for Debo, so he's like the safer for the rushing and the receiving. You know. So we'll go another flex there. Uh, CMC rushing receiving or Debo. Debo rushing receiving. Yeah, I don't hate yeah. that. I mean, honestly, like, yeah, I don't hate that at all. I just think CMC, the odds are probably going to be, oh, no, they'll make it an even line. But, like, it's just, he just gets so many touches. Like, mm-hmm. volume is there. Yeah, the volume is there. And, I mean, the Seahawks aren't, like, a bad defense by any means, but, like, he's just so good. And if Big Trent is playing, that obviously helps everyone's cause. If Trent Williams ain't playing, then we got to stay away from all fucking 49ers props. No joke. Facts. Okay. Well, we got this thing put together. So we got three legs here. One in each game on Thursday. The Turkey Day Parlay Special. Amon Ross St. Brown over his yards. Hopefully 79 and a half. Mm-hmm. Second game, Cowboys uh, Commanders. Cowboys cover. Is what we like. If you want to add some sprinkle in there, Brian Robinson receiving. Lastly, in the night game, Seahawks Niners, Christian McCaffrey rushing, receiving, take it to the bank. If you want to get cute, toss Debo in there too. But I think that's going to be my three legs. Amon Ra, Cowboys to cover, CMC rushing, receiving. I mean, that just sounds so. Uh, it's good. None of them are going to hit now that we said it, but that sounds so. Come good. on. I know. That's the fair enough. That's the fair enough turkey day parlay. She's going to fucking smack. Uh, toss, you know, toss a five or a ten on it, and let's uh, let's buy a nice dinner next week. Fuck yeah. Anything else? No, sir. Beautiful. Anything, Jack? Jack's in a new place. We didn't really get to talk about that. We're going to have to talk about that next week. Ah, yep, new place. <laughs> Love that. New place. Okay. <laughs> have a... Great Thanksgiving, everybody. Have safe travels. Um, And let's win some fucking money. And we'll talk to you next week. Peace. Peace.